Welcome to the Strand Baptist Church podcast. New episodes will be made available every weekday for the full duration of the lockdown here in South Africa. For more information, please visit our website at www.strandbaptist.org.za. Thank you for joining us and welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time you're listening to uh, the podcast. Um, Today I'm going to speak a bit about historical context. Historical context. Uh, yesterday, on yesterday's podcast, Peter spoke about literary context. And if you have not listened to that yet, please pause and go back to yesterday's podcast. It was very good and it was just a few minutes long. So I'm going to speak about historical context. What is that? What is historical context? Well, I think when we come to the Bible, we must realize, we must acknowledge that we come to the Bible thousands of years removed from the time in which it was written, right? And so historical context helps us to at least attempt to situate ourselves back into the first century audience. If we can get there, that's what we try. Now, I'm going to say something and don't kill me. (laughs) The Bible was not written to us, but the Bible was written for us. The Bible was not written to us, but it was written for us. And that's why historical context matters. The Bible was written to a particular audience. So we'll look at historical context under two umbrellas, if you wish. The first is cultural. The first is cultural. For example, think about the New Testament epistles. The New Testament letters were written in a particular time and in a particular region. It was written within the 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 time wherein the Roman domination was a real thing. And so in order to make sense of why certain things were written, the effects of certain things, we need to understand at least just a bit of Roman culture. So, within the Roman world, people from different cultural settings didn't often associate with one another. There was a very strong hierarchy within Roman culture. And so women and children and the poor weren't seen as having much value. So when Paul writes in Galatians chapter 3 verse 28, these words, it really is powerful. It says, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now most of us know that verse. It's a beautiful verse. We love that verse. And we should. It says regardless of your status in Jesus Christ. We are one and are seen as having equal value. How much more effective. How much more powerful. How much more countercultural would this verse be. When understood in its historical context within the Roman world. The second element of historical context is situational context. And this is important. 
When it comes to situational context, we are asking the question, why was this letter written? Again, the Bible was not written to us, but it was written for us. I think of an example when I was still studying. um, A friend of mine, he came to me one day and he was watching some YouTube clips and YouTube videos about how the stars were aligning at particular times and seasons and somehow this was in fulfillment of Revelation chapter 8 or something. And I just, he got very excited and I listened and I just stopped him and said, whoa, 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 hold on, (laughs) hold on. Let's ask this simple question. How would the first century church have understood this? How would the first century church have understood it? How would the people who received the letter of the book of Revelation, how would they make sense of this? We must understand again, the Bible was not written to us, but it was written for us. And when it comes to situational context, we need to kind of grapple with other aspects of um, the context. So, for example, when you think about the Gospels, if you don't know much about Jewish culture, you will really struggle to make sense of the book of Matthew. If you don't know much about the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you'd be left out on a few details. If you don't know much about Gnosticism, the book of Colossians could remain a mystery to you. Let me read Colossians chapter 3, verse 20 to verse 23. It says this, If with Christ you die to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom, in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. So you can even see here as this is written, Paul is writing to a particular group of people who are saying, don't handle, don't taste, don't touch. These are the Gnostics who believe that only that which is spirit is good and all things material is bad. And once we kind of make sense of who they were, the text comes alive, as it were. Now, I know, hopefully this doesn't put you off and go, okay, that's scary. Um, How am I going to get all that information? Well, um, fortunately, (laughs) there are loads of good and free commentaries online that you can also access that might give you some historical uh, helps as well. So uh, there is, uh, if you just go and you Google a commentary, Matthew Henry is always just for me a go-to Matthew Henry's commentaries. They are extremely helpful and they also provide some light on the historical context. So that's the two levels. We have first the cultural context, And then also the situational context. I hope that's somewhat helpful to you. And yeah, uh, God bless.